Welcome to episode 99 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's uh, it's Tuesday's episode, people. I know, we've done it again. It's Tuesday's episode, but it is Friday. Friday, the 17th of April, 2020. And it is 9.45 p.m. Not a.m., p.m., uh, here at Briggs Towers in the UK, uh, England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, Northern Ireland, smashed it that time. And um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I am super late, people. I am super late. I have uh, been doing no end of shit, really, trying to get stuff ready for trying to fucking video this um, this podcast at some point. Uh that will be happening tomorrow. Uh, I, I ain't going to lie to you, people. It's been a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful week here in the UK, uh, weather-wise. And I have been sitting out on the lawn of Briggs Towers, um, just uh, taking in the sun. A little bit too much sun. I ain't going to lie to you. I am pasty as anything. Um, believe it or not, people, I am as blonde as blonde can be when I actually grow my hair and it just goes, uh, just bleaches up in the sun, somewhat chronic, which has the other effect of uh, meaning that my skin gets fucking burnt like shit. Um, I've got, I've gone a sort of like ready, sort of like brownie, dirty, you know, if you dropped a tomato in shit, That's basically kind of the vibe my skin, the melanoma in my skin is giving off at the moment. Um, But uh, because I've been sitting outside just reading books and shit like that, catching up, educating myself, people, we've all got to do it at some point, haven't we? You know, you can have all these opinions, Ben, but if they're not backed up by anything or you haven't got a nice little simile, audiences don't want to listen to it. Um. Yeah, so I've been sitting out in the sun um, outside, and it's it's just fucking beautiful. You forget the simple pleasures. That's one of the things I know everybody's talking about this, people, the simple pleasures uh, at the moment uh, because we're in lockdown for another three weeks, by the way, here in the UK. Um, I don't know how the rest of the world are getting on, how you guys are getting on in America. I don't know. Um all we hear is reports of uh, you are top of the leaderboard. It's like the uh, coronavirus Olympics at the moment. England are fifth with the amount of people who are being uh, wiped out. Not bad. Not enough to get uh, in the medals. But OK, we're happy with that. Um, but America is storming away with it at the minute. Um, uh, I, as I said on the last podcast, I don't really... Um, um, believe the figures coming out of china i know that's probably my own fucking uh paranoia or my own uh too many conspiracy theories that i've been listening to um but america running away with it you stay safe out there american listeners um and uh other listeners around the world like uh india and fucking wherever pakistan and places like that we get listeners from i know somebody's sitting in their fucking cellar it's going all around the world. But, um, yeah, I've basically just been sitting in the sun uh, for the last few days until it got too much. I, I, I go out at about, like, 1, 
sit out there, read a book for a little bit, gets to about four o'clock, and then I think, actually, I'm feeling a bit snoozy now and have a little snooze, which is possibly why, possibly why, uh, breaking news here on the Ben Briggs podcast, I'll put on a fucking stone and a half in uh, in six weeks. How long ago did I have my hernia operation? Six weeks. Since then, I've put on a stone and a half. And I I ain't going to lie to you, people. I am fucking loving it. All you fucking fatties out there, you kept this a secret from us people who tried to keep trim. Um, It's fucking amazing. All you've got to do is just leave that guilt behind. And just enjoy what you're eating. Just keep shoveling it in your fucking face. Chocolate, biscuits, fucking crisps, fucking potato chips. Um, whatever you can. Just keep feeding yourself. That That is, I am my own feeder at the moment. And I ain't, I ain't going to lie to you people. I'm liking it. If I could only distribute this weight evenly around my body, that would be good. I've still got quite... Skinny arms, quite skinny legs, but it's just manifested itself in my stomach at the moment. So I look very much like a um, a, uh, a snake that's got caught down a bowling alley and swallowed one of the bulls. And um, but I ain't gonna lie to you, I, I, I'm fucking loving it right now. I am loving living the sloth lifestyle. It's just something we have to embrace. People going out. You know, I I see a chap like who uh, a chap. I see a guy uh, running. Um, he must pa- run past like fucking my place like about three or four times a day, trying to keep fit with his little uh, samurai little top knot going on there. Running past in all black in the same outfit every day, three or four times a day, and I'm just sitting there on my chair in my front garden. Enjoying those rays coming at me, just uh, just thinking. Yeah, I don't know. I seem a lot happier than you right now, me old booty. And uh, and the cat who uh, I have made friends with a little ginger, a ginge, as the French would say, uh, a little ginger cat, the little ginger fucker who used to shit all over my garden. But now, um, because. Uh, he has a little kip in the afternoons at about two o'clock. He comes because the sun is on the front of Briggs Towers in the afternoon. It's south facing. So um, like the cat, oh, I've got bushes out the front and the cat comes and lays like down, like more or less at my feet um, from about two o'clock until about 2.30. We have a little afternoon uh, afternoon siesta together. And he just sits there, you know, like uh, he emerges out of the bushes, like um, very much like Jack Nicholson out of The Shining through that fucking door. Um, he emerges out of there and then just like lays down at my feet and just, yeah. And since he's, uh, since I've been cool with that, he's, he's just thought, actually, I quite like this place. I'm not going to, literally not going to shit on my own doorstep. Um, so we stopped shitting all over my lawn, which is actually quite nice. And hopefully doing it around somebody else's lawn, around the neighbourhood. I don't know. Um, but, um, 
I have never, something freaked me out about him yesterday. I have never heard or seen or witnessed a um, a cat uh, coughing up a burble before. Uh, that's a fucking horrendous experience. I mean, just to witness that, let alone be the cat that's doing that. Um, I have never... It was like that. It was literally like I thought this fucking thing was dying in front of me. I thought it. I I thought it was having a heart attack. I thought it may have coronavirus. I sort of like moved back two meters. I didn't do that. That's a lie. That would be uh, something you'd say if you were doing it as material. But I just, I didn't do any of that at all. I just stood there looking at it, going, "What the fuck? What the fuck is up with you? What is it? What? Are you dying now? Like just as we've like become friends and shit like that, you're gonna die. You're gonna, you're gonna lay down." Come on, my property, and now I've got to get out a spade or check your collar and then take it round by the scruff of the neck. Guys, oh, it's your cat, and don't tell me they've got kids as well. So you've got all that whole fucking crying shit I've got to deal with now, and all, all because you wanted like to lay down in the shade and be cool for about half an hour. And I was okay with that and didn't do the old you know, that scaring cats off noise. And uh, now you've died right at my feet and I've got to take you back to your owner, your corpse, like some sort of grim reaper of cats and take it back. But but it wasn't dying. It wasn't dying. It was just coughing up the fucking, the weirdest mucus little i tell you what it reminded me of, watching this cat coughing up a fucking furball. And it took ages. It was literally for like five minutes. It was going... <laughs> like that. I thought I pissed it off at first. I thought, oh, shit. It's fucking one of them. Like a rehome or something. Spent like uh, five years in lockup. And it's like, uh, you know, like its its furs gradually grew over its tattoos or something like that. And it's like just like one of these weird fucking freaky little shits that flips out every now and again. Like when you're talking to people, isn't it? Like when you're talking to people and you mention something and then suddenly that's offensive. But everything else you've said isn't. I thought it was one of those cats that suddenly are just fucking freaked out about something. But, um, yeah, five minutes it was there, just like, ha, 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 like that. And I thought, oh, fucking hell, Jesus, here we go. And uh, just watching this this fucking mucus ball of fucking, it, it, it reminded me, as I was saying just now before I got sidetracked, it, was, it reminded me of uh, when you watch Gremlins and it initially gets water put on it. Uh, Gizmo gets water put on it and uh, the balls pop out before like their ears unwrap you know it's just like a ball of fur and then it's got two ears and they unwrap around it don't they and shit like that and uh, it reminded me of that just coming like from its throat just out of its mouth and I was looking at it just thinking you know 
Maybe just don't lick yourself to clean yourself. Surely, surely the amount of cats that may have died from fur balls in their fucking throat, um, surely just by, like, you know, just by uh, Darwin's, you know, like Darwin's theory of evolution or whatever, like cats would stop doing that because they're too busy licking them. Just, you know... There's water everywhere. Don't be afraid of water. You know this what you're go- this is the thing I felt like saying. You know this shit that you're going through now that you've got to take this, you know, ball of fur from the back of your throat all the way through and then cough it up in front of somebody who you've just got a connection with. Maybe just, you know, water's not that bad. Maybe just jump in a bath every now and again so you don't have to go through this. And it looked like, it looked nonchalant about it at best, to be honest. It wasn't like, oh, oh, fucking hell, shit, this is embarrassing. <laughs> you know, like, this is weird. Oh, fucking hell, this is a bit of a social faux pas, like coughing up your own fucking fur that you've been licking yourself with all day long into a stranger's garden, just leave it there. And then it just sat down again and just laid there for another 20 minutes like that next to the fur ball. You know, who does that? That's what pissheads do, isn't it? That's what pissheads do. Pissheads go out, get absolutely tanked up to the point at which they're puking all over the floor and then fall asleep in it. That's essentially what this cat did. Some bit of tea there. Um, yeah, it was fucking rank, man. And it was just sitting there. And I sort of like, after the cat had gone, I sort of like just kicked it under the bushes. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Something will eat it, won't it? Spiders will eat it or something like that, won't they? They eat fucking everything. You know, some beetle will come along or some like, some group of ants, the ants nest out the front of me uh of me garden I'll just go, Oh fucking hell. It's our lucky day. We've got like some cat puke. Probably sell that on. Wasn't it isn't that a delicacy? Isn't um not cat puke, but um isn't whale puke? Isn't that a delicacy? You know, who eventually who initially not eventually, who initially thought, well, this is a fucking treat. You see a whale barfing up like in the sea and you're just there with your net thinking oh fucking hell thank god thank god it's done that because this is gonna make me a fucking fortune i don't know man that's good that could be a million pound idea just go around sticking your fingers down the throat of a whale i don't know i don't know but it was fucking rank anyway this what this cat did um that's pretty much, uh, you see, this is what you're getting now. This is what you're getting on lockdown. The Ben Briggs podcast on lockdown. This is what you're getting. You're getting tales of cats fucking puke. <laughs> Puking their guts up at my feet and me just sitting there going, oh, man. You've really got to, like, you know, I know you're a cat and shit and you want to do what you like and you're like, hey, man, there's no fucking rules. I'm a fucking cat. Woo! But Jesus, you don't go on somebody else's property and start puking up, do you? And then fucking fall asleep at their feet. Jesus. You know, if, you, if you're if you going to do that as a neighbour, 
you know, you're going to get ostracised. You're not going to be in the old WhatsApp neighbourhood group, are you? Which I am still not in, by the way. Um, anyway, uh, what else have you been up to, Ben? I'll tell you what I did watch. What I did watch, and I hammered all three episodes last night. Uh, this is part of the reason why uh, I have left the podcast until now. Really, Ben? Yes, really. Um, I uh, I uh, I watched Quiz, which is called Quiz. Uh, it's on ITV Player. I don't know whether um, our American or anybody outside the UK. Let us know, people, if you get the ITV Player, uh, independent television player. Um, but uh, I'm not sure whether it gets out out of the country, out of the UK or not. Um, there's an app for it. But I don't know. It might be one of those. It, it's, it can't be the same as the BBC thing where, like, you have to have a TV license to fucking watch the BBC iPlayer or whatever. But I imagine there's ways around that. Um, but it's on the ITV player. It's called Quiz. There's three different episodes. And I remember this happening as well. Now, um, quizzes in the UK, um, this, this was about the scandal, basically, that hit... Um, who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh, in 2001. I think it was recorded, uh, it seems to suggest, I don't really remember the date, but it suggests, well, it, it shows, whether this is true or not, I'm not sure, but it shows that uh, the day this was recorded was the day before uh, 9-11. So, 9-11. Uh, and we all remember that shit, obviously. Um, but this was like the 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 scandal on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I think it was syndicated all around the world. So um, I think every single fucking country had their own idea of who wants uh, own version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. A bit more tea there. Um, and basically what it was, was there There was a major um, in the army and uh, he was accused of, well, he was convicted in the end of cheating on who wants to be a millionaire um, by having somebody who they knew in some sort of, uh, it was called the syndicate, some sort of group that these quizzers had fucking started um, to try and bend the rules and get around the rules of who wants to be a millionaire. And there was a guy who was in the fastest finger first line who was after the major, who was part of that group, who was basically coughing and his wife was coughing on the uh, on when the right answer was. So he, he, he'd he go through it and uh, um, I think the, the one of the questions was... Uh, uh, about a Craig David album or something like that. And it was either, I think it got it down to 50-50 and it was either A1, who are a band who possibly nobody knows, but they're around at that time. Um, like a boy band, like fucking, you know, Backstreet Boys or fucking Boyzone or fucking whatever. And um, uh, he got it down to 50-50 and it was either A1 or uh, Craig David. And he goes, well, I don't know if it's Craig David. And then there was coughing and shit like that. So it was basically 
really shit at it. And also, it, it, it was really, really dodgy because his brother-in-law had been on the show and then designed a device to either A, B, C or D, you know, like the first fastest finger first thing and was practicing on that. So his brother-in-law had been on there. His wife had been on there. And then he got on there because they somehow managed to get around the system where they could, you know, skip the phone call thing and um, and and somehow get around the system. Anyway, it was a big scandal at the time. But it's just fascinating watching a dramatisation uh, of this. Uh, Michael Sheen, who plays everybody, by the way, he plays like he's probably like if you're at home right now and you're checking on your nan or one of your grandparents and you pick up the phone and you think, well, that sounds exactly like my nan. It's possibly Michael Sheen playing your nan. <laughs> the geezer is like a fucking chameleon. Uh, I've seen him uh, in... Um, the Tony Blair thing, obviously, uh, with the Gordon Brown. Uh, he was in uh, the Brian Clough um, film and um, various others that ex- escape my memory. Oh, yeah, Frost Nixon, he was in that as well, wasn't he? So he's, like, he's in this. And it's a three-parter, and it's just fascinating seeing because the pub quiz is sort of like a British institution. This is now talking to our foreign listeners out there. Every fucking week, there are hundreds and hundreds of pub quizzes going on around the country. Um, because, as they say um, in the... Uh, I actually think they actually mention it in the thing because people like in Britain like to re- be right. Uh, they like to be seen as intelligent and they like to be right. So, like... Up and down the country, there's quizzes all over them. There's quizzes even going on now, right now in lockdown. No pubs are open, nothing like that. But people are sitting there either on Zoom or WhatsApp or WhatZoom or Zoom app or whatever the fuck they're on or Facebook little groups and stuff like that. Quizzing. Ah, I know the answer to that shit. Uh, right now, as we speak at 10.07 at night, I imagine there's quizzes going on. I don't know. Um, but it's a fucking facet. It's a really good, like, um, dramatization of what happened. Um, it takes you all the way through from when they first, when the brother-in-law who was a fucking, they're all middle class as well. That's the thing that you never spot at the time. Cause it was like 2001 or whatever. All of the contestants on there are like white, middle class. You know, they they, they want to earn like as much, get as much money as possible and be seen as being as intelligent as possible, which kind of sums up that sort of like um, the sort of person who does that, that sort of demographic. But um yeah, it's really, really fascinating. It's fucking great. Uh, Michael Sheen, Sheen, uh, Michael Sheen plays uh, Chris Tarrant in it, who is um, uh, the guy who initially started it off and shit like that. But it's quite interesting seeing how they that it evolved, how how the program actually evolved in what it did, 
And uh, I would thoroughly recommend watching that. Um, Michael Sheen's fucking brilliant, but he's fucking brilliant and everything, and he just nails it. He's the chameleon of actors, and just but he's sort of like he's almost almost sort of like typecast into that role of if you're doing a true life thing, and he's got to portray somebody who is um, famous and um, you know has a distinctive, like, way about them. He's the fucking geezer to do it, and he is the go-to, you know, unless he's doing it, unless there's a documentary about, you know, like a, uh, a dramatisation of fucking, you know, Muhammad Ali's life or Gandhi's life, but I'll give him half a chance at that either. Even without blacking up, I think he could still pull off quite a good Muhammad Ali. I don't know. Um... Anyway, what else we? Uh, what else we? Yeah, I would. I would thoroughly recommend that people who are um, uh, foreign to the Isles of the UK uh, try and check it out on the ITV Player app if you can get that. Uh, let's have a little bit of tea. We're almost done with that cup. Boom! Here we go. Um, what have we got? Anyway, let's have a look at these. Uh, let's have a look at some fucking new shit that's been going on. Um, uh, here's a fucking amazing headline that I saw today. Woman wakes up in a body bag after mistakenly being declared dead. Well, you know, that is the best way, I think. If you're going to wake up in a body bag, I think the best way is to be mistakenly thought to have been dead. You know, like, um, not just that somebody's just put you in a body bag, and then they uh, eventually just drag in. Oh, no, they're perfectly alive. That's uh, that's fine. But I'm going to put them in a fucking body bag and bury them alive. Um, here we go. A Paraguayan woman had the shock of her life when she reportedly, reportedly, they said a doubt in there, woke up in a body bag after being declared dead. Gladys. Is that a Paraguayan name, Gladys? Really? Uh, Rodriguez Duarte, uh, that, that bit's Paraguayan, Gladys. I don't know, man. Maybe they didn't trust her for a fucking 1960s fucking English name. Uh, was set to be prepared for a service hours later with a family already informed that she was dead. On Saturday, the married mother had gone to San Fernando Clinic. Uh, she walked in there. They said, you're dead. Uh, no, that's not it. In the city of Coronel Oviedo, uh, because her already high blood pressure was increasing, according to uh, sources, which reported that she is fifty years old. Uh, fucking, that's a fucking great source, isn't it? Uh, she was. Uh, any information about her? She's fifty years old. Fucking great. You are going to get a credit for that shit on this article. Uh, oh yeah, uh, local media have said that she is in fact forty six. Oh, okay, that's probably why then. After two hours after she arrived, a doctor confirmed Mrs. Rodriguez Duarte's death to her husband, Maximino Duarte Ferreira. Jesus Christ, they love the fucking double-barrel surnames over there, didn't they? Uh, and daughter Sandra. Jesus. Sandra and fucking, what was it, Gladys? Are you sure? Yeah, I, this sounds like bullshit, doesn't it? Sandra and Gladys. Oh, do you know uh, the, the the Puerto Ricans? 
down the road. Yeah, what's their names? Sandra and Gladys. <laughs> I don't think so. But staff at a funeral party then found her moving inside a body bag when she was unloaded. Jesus. Uh, it suggested Mrs. Rodriguez Duarte was admitted to hospital at 9.30am local time and was checked by Dr. Heriberto Vera, who declared her dead at 11.20. Jesus. She was in there less than two hours. Do you think they had a long waiting list? And he just looked at her and went, ah, nah, she's dead. Like, the ovarian cancer patient was then transported to a local funeral home where shock staff found that she was alive. Fucking hell. That's the word. It could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? It could have been a lot worse. She, you know, you could have somebody low. You just find yourself just like be as if you're like getting lower and lower and lower. And then suddenly somebody shoveling dirt on you. That would be the worst thing would be hearing that dirt being patted down when you came round like that, wouldn't it? And you've got no way out whatsoever. The old uh, Kill Bill, isn't it? The old Kill Bill thing when they bury uh, the bride. That's a name, isn't it? isn't it? The bride alive. That would be the worst thing. And then a hundred years' time, somebody digs your coffin up and there's just scratch marks on the inside. Ah! Oh, brutal. Um, what happened with her then? It, uh, <laughs> Staff at the Durate and Sons Funeral Home, whoa, there's a lot, found Mrs. Rodriguez Durate moving inside the bag when they unloaded her at the funeral parlor. Uh, she was in parlor. She was immediately taken to one of Paraguay's Social Welfare Institute medical facilities and placed under observation. Uh, <laughs> but they just put a fucking mirror under her nose. Yeah, she's still breathing. Somebody try and clean this dirt off her face. Uh, but a con- current condition has not been made clear. Well, she's officially not dead. That's a good thing, surely. Um, what a way. What a way uh, to end your trip to the fucking hospital. In a fucking body bag. Jesus. Uh, I always associate body bags with the Vietnam War. I don't know why that is. I don't know. Uh, too many war films I've watched. That's why. That's probably it, Ben, isn't it? Let's have a little bit more tea before we start with this next one. Let's have a look at this. Here's a fucking raving lunatic, if there ever was one. Um, In this story, a woman dating a chandelier as a discrimination case thrown out. I'll repeat that title of this article. Woman dating a chandelier has discrimination thrown out. Yep, she's Banging a fucking light fitting. Um, a woman who claims to be in a relationship with a 92-year-old chandelier. She's doing it for the fucking pension. For the inheritance, I imagine. <laughs> Has lost a discrimination case against the sun. Uh, that is the newspaper, I imagine, rather than, um, rather than the celestial uh, being. Uh, celestial being, I don't know, rather than the uh, star that um, she may be. I mean, she's fucking dating a chandelier for fuck's sake. She might be in a discrimination case against the sun. I don't know. Every morning I get up, it's fucking there looking at me. I don't know. Amanda Liberty. Oh, Jesus. 
That can't be a real name, can it? Says her sexual orientation is an attraction uh, to inanimate objects. Uh, Just fucking go around summer, sweetheart. Uh, which has been described in one academic paper as objectum sexual. Sexual would be better, wouldn't it? I don't know. It sounds Latin. Uh, not that sexual is Latin, is it? Uh, she has spoken out about an unusual love story in the media previously, saying she planned to have a commitment ceremony to Lumiere to show uh, that's got to be the fucking chandelier, isn't it? There's a picture of her fucking kissing it. The uh, chandelier bits, the glass bits hanging off it, look very phallic. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, after that ceremony, she must have been like fucking Miley Cyrus on that fucking <laughs> Miley Cyrus on that fucking wrecking ball. Urgh, have a bit of that. Uh, She's spoken out about a per- uh, unusual love story in the media previously, saying she planned to have a commitment ceremony to Lumiere. Lumiere to show that my love is going to last as long as the electric doesn't get cut off. Ms. Liberty from Leeds, uh, who is barking fucking mad, it doesn't say that, uh, was featured in The Sun when columnist Jane Moore wrote an annual awards column for 2019. She was awarded her the Dagenham Award, two stops past barking, no shit. Uh, saying she had married a chandelier-style light-fitting and asked whether she was dim and dimmer. Classic Jane Moore there. If you've ever read The Sun, which I thoroughly would not recommend, she's the fucking retarded columnist in there. Uh, She complained to the Independent Press Council Standards Organisation that The Sun had breached Clause 12 of its Editor's Code of Practice relating to discrimination in the article published in December. She just wants the fucking money for the electric bill. She's fucking burning up by having old Lumiere on 24 hours a day. Uh, She said that by awarding her the Dagenham Award and asking whether she was dim and dimmer, the article was pejorative to her sexual orientation. Jeez, is that it? Is that it now? Is this where we're at? You know, she's fucking a chandelier. You know, she's there's a picture of her kissing a chandelier. She's in love with a chandelier. She's at, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, the chandeliers. <laughs> I've been fucking hanging up here 92 years, for fuck's sake. And then for the last five years, I've had some fucking woman rubbing her clit up against me. Jesus. If only chandeliers could speak. Um, I don't know. People are fucking mental, aren't they? Uh, the Sun opposed Miss Liberty's complaint, arguing that sexual orientation in the context of clause... Really, people, they've actually had to do this. I mean, the Sun's bad enough, isn't it? Oh, fucking. The newspaper also said it was not aware of any reputable definition of sexual orientation that which included objectum sexual. Ah, uh, dear. She got it dismissed, by the way. I mean, that's a big surprise, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there, might, there might be light at the end of the tunnel somewhere for it. Oh, no. <laughs> that is literally... I mean, if if some a woman who's, you know, doing sexual things with a chandelier, the, the phrase lights and you lose a court case 
with that. Did nobody use that phrase, there's light at the end of the tunnel? Just bang. And then fucking high five. You know, her solicitor should have done that. Ah, don't worry about it. We'll appeal. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And then fucking, you know, just high five people around the fucking courthouse. Boom. I went to get that in. I've been waiting all fucking... I don't give a fuck about the case. I just wanted to get that fucking pun in. Oh, I don't know. It's a very strange people out there. What are we on, people? What are we on? Let's have a little look. 36 minutes. Holy fucking shit, man. Um, That was... I hope that uh, last story was very enlightening for you. Bang! Still going. Uh, That's it with the puns now, Ben. Don't do this. Don't do this to yourself. Come on. You haven't had a gig in about four weeks. Don't resort to doing puns. You better than that. You better than that. Um, That was episode... This was, even, episode 99 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, I will be back. It might have to be Sunday morning, people. Uh, I wanted to get the 100th episode out on time. But it is now 22 minutes past 10 on a Friday. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, I've got a few bits to do. So I might do it Sunday morning, the 100th episode. I am going to be and try. uh, I've been setting this up as well. I know. I know. There's, There's fucking irons in the fire, people. There's wheels within wheels here at Briggs Towers. Uh, we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be starting recording uh, video for YouTube and Facebook videos. I know, I fucking got on that fucking bandwagon, aren't I? Um, uh, recording uh, video in uh, the podcast so you get to see my fucking sunburnt fucking features on uh, Sunday morning. I'm going to do it Sunday morning. On the Sabbath, why would you not, Ben? Do your 100th episode. Not that we're making a big thing of that. Everybody else makes a big thing of it. All I'm doing is fucking video myself while I'm doing what I'm doing anyway. Anyway, people, if you've got any questions or whatever, you want to speak to me or just say hello or um, don't, don't fucking send me fucking, you know, whiny letters. But uh, you can message me at uh, podcast.benbriggs.co.uk. Uh, I will be back on... Sunday uh, morning. Have a good weekend, motherfuckers. I will speak to you then. And uh, take care and try not to cough in people's fucking faces. Take care.